policies and processes. Do you love them? Do you hate them? Whether you like them or not, this is something really, really important that we are going to look at and that you need to think about for your hybrid or remote work as well. I'm Nelly Makangu. I'm the founder of uh, Athena Leaders, so sponsoring this show, the Mary Poppins of Business um, show. I'm really excited to be here with you today. And uh, for those who know me, they know that whenever I work with clients, I'm really passionate about things running like a well-oiled machine, delivering projects, programs, products, and all of that stuff. But one thing that really drives me and actually got me to producing this show is really because of my passion for people being happy at work, especially on a Monday, which could be difficult for some people. But being happy at work is really important for me as I see that as a, a way of boosting productivity even more. For people to enjoy work or your workplace playground, as I've talked about last week, one of the things that they need to have is very is a clarity on how they need to work. And policies, processes are really, really important, especially in this world that we are right now, so that you can bring more clarity to your people as well. So what are we going to cover today? Well, we will look at IT and security and what are your policies around that? Have you looked at them? Have you changed them ever since we've started working in this hybrid and in hybrid working mode? We also are going to think a bit about being more intentional about sharing your knowledge, your knowledge in terms of processes and other methods as well. Before we jump deep, two things. First of all, if you are enjoying it so far, make sure that you subscribe on YouTube to be notified whenever we go live. We also have a page on our website that details all of the shows that are coming up. Second, more important one, I don't want this to be just me talking and I love interacting with people. So please do put some comments. I always watch the videos back on LinkedIn on all of the medium and I love seeing the thumbs up and the heart playing all, all the way. So please do, if there's something that resonates with you, please put the comments, whether it's in what in whatever platform you are as well. Actually, third thing, next week, and I'm really, really excited, next week is going to be my second year anniversary running my business. And I brought the lovely Sue Keok from um, Sukio, an award-winning digital marketing agency in Cambridge. And she will be interviewing me so that we can dig deeper in the wor world of entrepreneurship, my journey, and also the this world of hybrid working and what can business leaders do to prepare for that. So we have a lot of exciting things coming up next week. But first, let's look at the most boring yet important really important thing that you need to think about when we look at this hybrid working strategy IT and security and why should we really start thinking about that and be worried about it, it as well let's cast our mind back into the pre-covid world and i know that for many people it feels like a long time away in fact i don't know when was the last time i put my dancing shoes and i was out all night long hopefully it's coming back soon in the meantime, when we look at the, the, the life back then, when we talked about this idea of flexibility and remote working, it was really about this sexy thing and this, this idea of working from a remote, beautiful, exotic place, working on the beach and the Philippines, the Caribbean, working from Madrid and all of that. We never really expected the government telling us, 
By the way, you've got two weeks, pack up, go home, and start working from home. We've been in this situation for about a year, and now, as we are looking forward in the future of work, so many, so many business leaders out there, and I'm, I think you're probably thinking about that as well. Should I offer more flexibility and what that flexibility is going to look like? Whether you are offering more flexibility or not, and you are hoping that everybody will come 100% of the time in the office, the other important thing to think about is that we have jumped into a world where technology is absolutely everything and everywhere in the way that we run our businesses. And it's really important that we, you look at your policies and on how you need to support and advise your people so that they can stay safe, not just for their own benefits, but for the benefits of your organization as well. Let's look at some of the way that technology has come into our lives. With the pandemic, we do, so there were a lot of discussions on um, feeling connected all the time, work not going away and working long hours. And what has happened, not just because of that, but even before, because of the impact of technology, many people are downloading some of the application they need for work on their phone. How many of time, please be honest, how many of time have you, have you maybe you were reading something after work or you were reading something and your phone pops up because of a Slack message or a Microsoft team message or an email, and you kind of, kind of picked it up and looked at it. If you do that, please do put something in the chat or even just give me a thumbs up so I know that I'm not the only one who suffered from that as well. So this is really part of our lives. And now this has gone further. Back in the days, it was usually just the communication application that were on our phones. Now we have, we've gone another step where we have things like OneDrive. So the entirety of the files that you need to work are on your phone. And whether it's because even if you can you can protect your time a little bit better, you have boundaries and you can say, yes, at 6 p.m. I'm out, I'm gonna have a drink, a you know, quinto de verano, or whatever you wanna drink, a sangria. But even then, you still have those apps on your phone just to make your life a lot simpler. You might wanna go and have a coffee during working hours in a coffee shop. And if you have a tablet, then you want to be able to read some of the documents and then go back to work and continue working from the office as well. So those are other applications and things that we need to start thinking differently. And although this show is really about encouraging, promoting the right way of doing hybrid and, um, and working, especially this month, but it's also being aware of those things, even if you are working face-to-face -face as well. What do we need to worry about? Well, as I said before, technology is absolutely everywhere. And if you do agree with me, do please put something in the comments. Back in the days, a lot of people had professional uh, or work phones. So if you have a work phone in your company had workforce, then I would say that you probably already have some policies on how they can be used. And you already have that separation between data on a private phone and data on a work phone as well. Now, on the other hand, a lot of people will use their private devices to make their life easier, to stay connecting with work and to be able to to pick up and catch up on information even on the go. And for those situations, that's where you really need to think about um, your policies. Now, for anyone watching live, if, if you have really well-defined policies on how you can use IT and technology on your phone, please put a message in the chat just to encourage other people and also to let me know, to have a bit of a feel of what's going on in the world today as well. 
Think a little bit about uh, data breach, right? Or data seeping in into your personal phone. How many people will go in and delete some of the um, uh, attachments that they might have downloaded? So if, for example, someone sends you an email and says, see here attached, you're having a lovely coffee in a coffee shop, you will download the attachment. The attachment stays on your phone. What do you do afterwards? So this is something that you need to bear in mind. Think about the fact that we work more in the office. What are the policies that have been set up in place to encourage people to log in through a VPN? Working in open places, whenever, whenever you, we work in, at work, everything is controlled in a way. See, there's still potential for hacking and all of that, but it's, the connection is way more exposed when you are working from home. You could be living in a share house where you're sharing the same broadband with a lot of people. I'm not saying that your housemate will spy on you, so please don't be paranoid, but it's something to bear in mind as well. You could be working in a coffee shop. Again, the connection is open. So as a company, as an organization, how are you helping your people and educating them so that they are aware of all of that as well? When it comes to logging into a phone, how are you protecting the data? Do you have any kind of uh, two-factor authentication set up for yourself? This is another thing that you really, really, really need to bear in mind as well. It's, we want to have a, a, an easy life, right? You want to pick up your phone, you log in, and you go into an application. What happens when your phone gets stolen, if someone knows your password, and the more extreme case, which I know will probably never happen, but I have to say it because it's been playing on my mind ever since I've been preparing for this session. <laughs> what if you're falling asleep or something, someone use your finger to unlock your devices? Will that, you know, if any, if you go any security expert, I would love to bring you on the show to talk more about those kind of scenarios that are quite niche, probably never gonna happen, but makes for a great show and actually have a lot of edu education behind it to get people more aware of some of the risks and challenges that they have at the moment. So if you have a two-factor authentication set up, what it really means is that you need to log in using two different methods. One will be more like traditional ones, which now include fingerprint recognition, but also include a password. But then you will need to log in using a completely different method as well. It could be that they send you a text message and um, they send you a text message and then you will use that to log in or you will, um, or you could, could even have a call, whatever it is as well. In those kind of, kind of scenario, it adds an other level of security. However, this is something that company can enforce, especially when you're using a work phone, but they might not, again, depending on the policy you've got set up, they might not know how to do that whenever people are using their private devices. So this is something that you really want to go back. If you are not technically minded, I'm sure that a lot of startups and small businesses will have maybe an outsourced technical uh, support and advisor, really work with them and add that as part of your strategy, because this is going to be really important. The likelihood when people say, well, why should I care about that, right? We've never had a data breach or a data leak. Those things don't really happen very often. That is true. But if it ever happens, the reputation damage that you that you will that will affect your company will be much greater than you think. And it's really about again not just thinking about hackers and things like that, but also protecting your own people and um, making sure that your data is always secure. Secure. So it's really important, especially depending on what type of business that you have, that you really look at whether you should allow people to use their personal devices, and if they you do allow it how and how they can start using that as well. 
As I said before, I'm passionate about people being happy at work. And sometimes life is a lot easier when there are defined policies that's been discussed within the organization. People understand what they need to do. It's easier to just pick it up, implement it, rather than every single team or every single person having to do what they want to do. And that brings a bit of a nightmare situation as well. So the last and really important things that I need to talk about, and this one, I kind of sneaked into my talk today. I wasn't really planning on covering that. But after running a few uh, workshops last week, one thing that became really obvious to me was that a lot of people still reuse the same password. Now, do put your hands up or put a message in the comments if, for example, you tend to change your passwords very often if you use different passwords for different things? What do you think? Is it a yes or a no? Maybe. This is, again, something that you need to think about. Now, organizations specify passwords usually to log into their systems or their VPNs or maybe their emails, but not for everything else, not for the Slack, the conference that you have on your phone, the OneDrive, and uh, all of the other applications. This is also something that you need to, to bear in mind. Well, actually, funny story. I was online somewhere looking at notebooks. Uh, for those who know me, I love stationery. And actually, it's better to walk into a shop. But um, back in the days where we couldn't, I was, I was online and looking at notebooks that I wanted. There was one that really got to me. And it was called the Passwords uh, Notebook. The idea of this notebook, as described on the website, is so that you never forget the password again. And I thought, wow, that's genius. But is it really a genius or great idea? So when you look at the, the notebook, you had sections, each section in different squares on one page. It asks you things like the dates when you created the passwords, the website, uh, or the, if it's a bank, that would be the, the bank, other important information that you want to know to remember, your username and your password. Now, why would you make life easy for someone to take over your entire life? We're actually going way beyond here, way beyond technology for work, but it's really opening your entire life to someone coming in and commit fraud as well. So for, for rather than using that, there are many systems out there. So if you struggle with remembering passwords, you can use things like LastPass. I'll put that in the show notes as well. LastPass is an amazing tool that allows you to save different and even generate different passwords for different websites. You only remember one password, the master password. Please don't lose it because you're then locked out. But you remember one password and generate, generate secure passwords for everything else which means that if you work in a company and the policy of the company is to regenerate the password or change password every three months or six months, it's not a big deal. Once you, can, once you change your password with LastPass on your mobile, your tablet, and your desktop, you can change the password as well. So here, I gave you a lot of ideas and things to think about when it starts to, we start looking at technology, the IT security, but it's really about, again, not just looking at the sexiest and exciting things of, you know, or even the other challenges. There's a lot of challenges with implementing a hybrid remote workplace. And a lot of people talk about communication, what is synchronous and asynchronous, talk about are we going to work three days a week or four days a week. But there are the things such as the policies that you also want to bear in mind. Now, the second things that we are going to talk about um, before we I let you go back to work uh, today is this idea of being more intentional about collaboration and uh, knowledge sharing as well. Now, if you are watching live, again, 
just a very quick question. I would love to hear from you. What have you done since you've been moved into this hybrid and remote workplace lifestyle? What have you done with your teams, with your organization, to really talk about how you are going to collaborate and share knowledge and information going forward? Is, have you done something like that? Are you thinking about doing that? Please let me know. Just put a message on the chat, the comments. I love, as I said before, love looking at the thumbs up, the hearts, um, the, and the comments that, that came through, throughout the show. As you also give me idea for future shows as well. And as I said before, if you have any question, please do ask as I can answer right now, or I will be answering in future shows as well. Now, what can we bear in mind when it comes to this idea of being intentional about knowledge sharing? As we talked about policies and processes, they're quite hard to get right sometimes for organizations. But after a big change in the ways you are going to work, they are crucial for you to be able to run like a well-oiled machine, to be able to get your people to understand what they need to do, even if, especially because they are not in the office. Remember that you can't just go and say, hey, Jill, how are you? How do I do X, Y, Z? Even if you decide to give people some flexibility, right? And you want to control it at the maximum by saying, we are going to have core hours, maybe from 11 and three, everybody needs to be connected in some ways so that we can improve collaboration. If that's what you are going for, it depends again on your business, but even if you are choosing for that, do you want that when people work together, or they come together, whether face-to-face -face or synchronously online, you want them to work on problem solving, brainstorming, you know, just confirming the decision that has been made rather than someone being interrupted, having a Slack message and being asked 10 times a day how to do something that could really be documented. A quick tip here for anyone wanting to improve these aspects, again, it can be driven at the very top level of the organization or it can be driven by any team leads, any manager, wherever you are on the hierarchy of your organization as well. This is something really important that you want to improve the efficiency and the productivity of your team. There are many tools out there like LucyChart that allows you to draw, pro to draw processes. Of course, you might say, I'm a small business, you know, I don't have a lot of time, or we are running a lot of projects and we just don't have the time. You don't have to start doing everything uh, uh, right now, but it needs to be part of your strategy to be more resilient in the future. And you can start a little bit at a time. So if someone asks a question, rather than just answering for them, is there a way of uh, creating a kind of a bit of a process chart, keeping it very, very simple, putting it somewhere where people can see, and then you start building your knowledge base from there. But I will also challenge you. Before I go, I really, really want to challenge you when it comes to looking at the processes and the knowledge sharing to not just go back to the traditional way of working and translating that and moving it into this hybrid and remote online world. Some of the things that you used to do back then might not be applicable. And maybe if you are going to relook and look at your processes and your policies, is there a way to adapt them so they are much better, much stronger? Again, as I've said before, processes and policies, sometimes it feels like paperwork, mountains of paperwork and discussions and paperwork, but they are crucial to an organization running well and just for manage managers to also have the confidence that those working at home 
have exactly the same support that those working in the office, or if you are not going back in office life, that people know what they have to do without relying on someone to be online just to ask them how to do X, Y, Z that could have been documented as well. And in fact, one of um, the quite exciting things that I was just listening to a few podcasts on my way to playing tennis the other day, and I really love the idea from Pilar Orti. She's from uh, Virtual Distance, and she's she's amazing. You really need to go and uh, watch her, um, listen to her podcast as well, because she talked a lot about this idea of changing knowledge sharing in, in, internally in the organization as well by starting some kind of internal podcast. So this is something that, you know, I was like, hmm, this is really interesting. Hopefully, I might bring Pilar as a guest, and we can really dive deep in this idea of how to share knowledge in a very different way that we used to when we were face to face as well. So that's out there for you to think a little bit about as well. I hope you enjoy the show today. I'm just going to let you go back as I'm sure you're going to go back to work. But before you do so, just a quick reminder and wrap up of our session. First thing, Next week, I'm celebrating my two years anniversary, and we will have an hour long, yes, one full hour, um, or just thereabouts, where with the lovely Sukio from Sukio, a winning, award-winning digital marketing agency in Cambridge, we are going to delve into this world of preparing and how can organizations prepare for a hybrid workplace. We are going to talk a little bit about my journey and also about entrepreneurship. It's going to be fun. Don't be surprised if you see me turn out with a glass of wine. <laughs> That's a celebration. We've done some of the boring aspects, which I still think is really, really important. And I still love working on that with my clients. And next week, I think I deserve a glass of wine. Won't, don't you agree? And the, and the second thing is, please do remember that it's really, really important to look at your policies and your processes. We've touched on two really important aspects, IT and security, because I saw that so many times last week when working with clients, and I thought, this needs to be addressed, this needs to be discussed on the show, just to get people thinking a little bit differently, whether you are a leader or not. And the second thing, we talked about being intentional in the way that you share your knowledge and processes so that people can work a lot more independently when they are at home. Do subscribe and ask questions, comments, and please follow me on social media to find out about the next show. And in the meantime, enjoy your day, your weekend, and um, go ahead and continue designing a happy and productive workplace playground for your organization and your people as well.